Hi guys, we are back at the podcast, the Hmm podcast, and here today we have Ashwini, obviously our host, and our guest Karthik. And Karthik is Ashwini's friend from college days. Hi Karthik. Hello. Hi Karthik. <laughs> Hello again. <laughs> uh, more importantly, Karthik is a mathematician, uh, and he is studying at. Illinois right yes let's put a star on the mathematician not yet <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean you are the same level as me so if i'm a mathematician you are also a mathematician okay fair enough <laughs> so today we are going to talk about something that affects all of us um, we are talking about data privacy let me be clear i know zero like if there was a negative i'm probably in the negative so mm. be ready to be badgered by my questions <laughs> yeah we're no experts but for sure we want to discuss and we want to learn so i think karthik will have to answer all our questions sorry karthik <laughs> okay uh, i will have to carry that's fine <laughs> so so where do you want to start Okay, Ashwini. Since you have no idea, how would you, where would you even start? Well, uh, I think one thing for me, which I always think about, is why. I mean, why should I care if you know Facebook or um, other companies are stealing my data? And exactly what data are they stealing? I mean, I don't think you mean uh, data like bank account information and all, right? Yes so yeah that's a fair place to start so if i understand correctly uh, so you are saying what will these companies do with the innocuous data i provide them for example my uh, who my friends are or what i like uh, suppose i post pictures with them or where i go what i do okay yeah so that is a good place to start so let's let's start with facebook directly we know facebook is huge right it has about few billion users active users every day yes um mm-hmm. they basically know they basically know who your friends are who your family members are they know where you live they know where you hanging uh, out yes exactly what you like to do what uh, what you don't like to do more than that right uh, like for example these days if i have a phone conversation or even if i'm talking to a friend while walking or something you know like not on the phone in real life suddenly i start getting all these google ads and news relating to whatever i was talking to them there is also a feature where uh, if you are close to some other friend of yours it will give you a notification saying oh you two are in the neighborhood you guys should hang out the phone seriously yes 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 that's yes, how dating yes, apps work. work they are like oh the one person who swiped right on you is within these many miles of you yeah sure but in dating apps like you um, you set your i mean you give permission for your location to be shared i don't think i have given google or facebook a uh, permission to access my location you have you must have at one point or the other yeah if you have the app they probably like ask you for something even to tag a location they ask you to switch on your location then you probably forget to switch it off a lot of cases yeah. but you know let's go back to the topic facebook earns money through marketing and ads yes that is how they make money right so they are not Uh, charging you to use the platform they are being paid by these ad uh, advertising companies so they need to make sure they send the correct advertisements to correct people right they, you don't want to send like coca cola ads to everyone right you need to probably send it to people who like it there might be people who are very into like pepsi or sprite or something so folk might want you to say uh, if you if you can identify who these people are and if you can send ads only to them like we'll pay you more right that's a nice uh, way to make that uh, business efficient so facebook has a good motive to collect as much data as possible so because they can make m- more money right? so 
Yeah, it's one way of saying that they collect all the data, put it into an algorithm, and figure out which ad suits you more. After how many posts should they add one ad, or after how many? So if you slow down your scrolling, they'll probably add something that's close to your friends or something you like. Okay, and if you're scrolling a lot, they'll put more ads because they keep scrolling. It's an elaborate effort to keep you on time for as long as possible. So, uh, sorry, you said that uh, Coca-Cola will pay you more to show ads to the people who actually prefer Coca-Cola. I mean, so if you are an advertising company, maybe Coke was not a good example. Let's say uh, you are you you sell cars like you are a car manufacturer. You don't want to show your ads to like school children, right? They are not going to buy your cars. you probably want to show it to people who are in like middle age group or people who are well settled maybe though they would want to buy cars or people who are searching for licenses and how to get their license soon that's when you put the car ads right but how does the advertising agency identify the like who the ad going out no they don't so the advertising agency they give the right to facebook facebook has a list of ads that they can put anywhere to anyone So according to your search, Facebook will choose an ad that suits you. Yeah, exactly. So Facebook is like the uh, middleman or the like broker here. Yeah. So they earn by the amount of ads they can put to you. Their earning is proportional to the number of ads they put out, right? Not just number. It's more about giving it like giving personalized ads, right? This is. It's not just about showing a lot of ads. If, if you are selling yourself to a company as an advertising, uh, so you would be like, I can show you uh, your ads to people who want to buy your products, right? That would be more appealing to companies rather than I will show you your ads to one billion people. Right, but how will the company know uh, who is seeing their ad? That's how the data is collected. They see that okay, the age group that. has consumed consumes this much amount of drinks or uh, goes to this many amount of places that's the target audience and then if they see a surge in audience or if they see surge a surge in sales that's how they give back the money but any marketing company like a search engine will take money ads for how many ads they give that's how youtube ads also came into place Right so it is the number of ads they give it depends it's no it's it's proportional to the amount of views so if in if on youtube if you have a million subscribers or 3 million subscribers or 5 million subscribers the the more expensive the ads can be and that the more revenue i gain if i put a video and i put their ads So I guess what you mean is the number of like for example in a Facebook ad what you mean is the number of clicks they probably get for example if you see an ad and you click on it then that is what Facebook gets paid for or you hold it and see even that's there or maybe it's not I'm not sure So I so I believe I'm not sure about this but it, I would guess that even showing ads would give them some revenue but if you click on it or if you hold on it it will be a higher cost something like that i see for example um, when we started this podcast after a while we started getting this thing about advertising because we use an app called anchor and they said that like if you uh, sponsor this particular product and i mean i need to make the ad myself and insert it into the audio if i do that then for every 1000 ads that are heard i will get some amount of money like say for example around 15 dollars for every 1000 ads that are heard um but what being heard means is that wherever this ad is inserted they need to know that the ad was played fully so if you are listening to this podcast and if you skip the ad then i will not get the revenue for that that's the thing which anchor does so i was wondering if facebook and youtube follow the same thing i'm not really sure exactly what their policies are but again the point is i guess you are saying you are saying they get more they charge it based on the number of views which might be true but the rate they charge will be higher because of this personalization 
yeah so the the point i'm trying to get to is that uh, probably they personalize it because the chance of you clicking on an on a product that you want is higher otherwise they could just give the same ad to all the people on facebook it wouldn't make a difference really uh, like the chance of them earning is higher this way yeah and youtube does not pay for skip ads skipped ads either so yeah exactly same thing right yeah damn now i feel bad for every youtuber i denied some revenue by giving yeah. <laughs> their ad yeah i feel bad using ad blocker so i just keep it on like i i watch ads even though i could just block it just i feel bad for the creators i want to like support them somehow but i want to know something about both of you and i know ashwini is not that addicted to her phone but what exactly is your average screen time so at the moment i am addicted to youtube but for this one reason because i watch a particular uh, i play this one youtube game no that's fine i mean i'm just uh, let's just ask i know even i am i'll tell you mine minus nearly 9 hours which is really bad and i've been trying to control it because i've been freaking out but i think it's really hard so because even if when i'm working on something i still have my music going on or i still have my whatsapp open to communicate with my team back on whatsapp about our social media posting so i'm always on the media because my work right now is related to that which is why right now it can go up to 12 also but it's usually 9 to 12 hours per day yeah yeah averaged over a wow. week yeah it's a lot i'm talking about screen time with all apps music apps everything what exactly is yours would i be including my work in this yeah because i included my work too oh yeah it should be around that time because i i have to teach on zoom i have to like i read books on my ipad and meet my professor on zoom so it's probably like 10 hours i guess 10 12 hours again yeah okay what about you ashwin yeah you were completely wrong i am very currently very addicted to my phone really yeah because i think uh, this uh, lockdown and the virus situation has changed things quite a bit so i end up speaking to my parents every day for around an hour and um, you know otherwise whatsapp and also like my work is on the computer so uh, you can say maybe i would say around 7 to 8 hours definitely I also feel you shouldn't be including work in this. Let's not include work and let's not include let's bring it down to only three or four apps, the so social media apps, uh, WhatsApp, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, 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 five five apps. I don't use Facebook at all. Twitter like 10 minutes maybe, but WhatsApp, um Instagram and YouTube would be my highest. I think for me YouTube is the biggest uh, problem it's about like 4 hours every day 4 5 hours other than that uh, since recently I've been freaking out about social media and like this beta crunch I stopped uh, I had stopped Facebook anyway but I also deleted Instagram and uh, yes I don't use Twitter or Snapchat anyway so yeah in that case my consumption is low okay, so that would be around 5 to 6 hours right yeah Yeah, I'm definitely very high on YouTube, but recently, and by recently I mean like uh, maybe a month or so, my Instagram usage has shot up. I don't know, man. They give good memes. What can I say? Exactly, and you know, memes are one way to keep us addicted to the <laughs> social media. Oh man, we forgot Reddit. Yeah, we did, but I don't use Reddit as much. I mean, I have it, but. I don't use it as much. I specifically don't have it just because I know I will 100% get addicted. But uh yeah, I would say I try not to listen to music while working and I fail. So again, I think it would be around 6 uh, hours at least per day. 
so we collectively agree that like being addicted to our phones is a bad habit yeah but at least i know that you know when i'm sitting with another my family or i'm meeting my friends our phones are aside we never meet up and stick to our phones ever yeah i think that's a big problem these days i know people who sleep with their phone next to them and you know with the notifications on and if a single notification comes up they wake up they check it and then sleep back again which is very disturbing to me yeah it kind of like breaks your chain of thought i used to always respond to messages very quickly as soon as they, as they came in then i realized like whatever work i used to do used to be like sub sub part so now i have my phone on silent all the time like even if someone contacts me it's like hmm. that's nice i mean i i feel like the phones at least they're trying to help us reduce it because there are features i in my phone at least there's a feature that has a wind down it's called a wind down so i set a time around 12 am or 1 am and till the next morning whenever i wake up it the screen turns black and white and it switches the wifi off so uh, it's like a thing you're supposed to switch it off it's time for you to sleep and focus on yourself no notifications no blue blue light coming on me on my face yeah, yeah. So one reason we are actually addicted is like these social media apps are that good at knowing us they know what we want and then keep giving it up mm, it's human psychology and you have a big fomo that comes in because you see people going out you see people hanging out together they you see them having new experiences and you want to be part of it that's how we connect with people before we used to have phones now to call each other and check in for that letters and now we have messages like i feel like because of this pandemic we've connected with a lot of people through zoom and teams and all the other apps that's good that's the good part about technology but with that comes the data prevention protection problems i don't know how helpful this online uh, socializing is because there was a study which said people are more and more depressed during the like depression rates have skyrocketed during the pandemic time of course uh, i mean you would think it is because people are uh, unemployed or they can't move out or something but they were able to like say that social media didn't really help like even though you are connected to a lot of people online you're social socializing online you still feel isolated and isolation was the most uh, uh, prevalent reason uh, people cited for the depression so if social media isn't really helping us to socialize like fulfill our socializing needs what is it even good for or would you guys even agree if social media is helping or not i feel like there's always a flip side of this coin because i've seen the good points of social media as well as the bad but let's focus on the bad ones right now how do we know that these social media apps take our data how do we protect ourselves sorry i was just saying that i mean you uh, you can say that social media with um, an entertainment point of view can be harmful but as far as communication point of view is concerned i think i i mean i stay away from my parents i've been away from them for 6 years without whatsapp or some way to connect to them and talk to them it would have been very difficult that is not social media right that is a messenger service that's a chatting app no there are many of those uh, it is social media whatsapp is a social media app it's it's a mean of means of communication right uh that is not what i would call as social media i guess social media would be where something where you can post things and uh, okay people can see it uh, your friends could see it but i guess that's also true for whatsapp these days but i don't know i i feel whatsapp is primarily for you know chatting or like doing video calls but if you if you want like other alternatives to uh, whatsapp because whatsapp is owned by facebook and you don't want to use it there are again like other alternatives which people do use it's like there's one called signal uh, uh, distributed networks which you can use 
There's Telegram. Yeah. Okay. Telegram also. I'm not sure how good Telegram is with their data privacy and all. Mm, I think people use it specifically because uh, it is supposed to be way more secure than uh, WhatsApp. Also, they have a great range of emojis, but <laughs> I think it's mostly because of the encryption, high level of encryption. I guess I'm not too sure because okay, I don't know maybe. So people who like protest in say Hong Kong or uh, let's say other places where they're going against the government, it's most of them when you get into it. You are recommended to use this app called Signal because uh, it has good privacy laws. It's like an open source. It's a it's a non-profit, so they they are not doing anything. Uh, they are not trying to make profit out of it, but so they are not incentivized to sell your data. So for that reason, that is a more privacy-centered app as compared to you know WhatsApp or. Okay, and the reason I feel like we shouldn't take WhatsApp or Instagram from as a communication app is because those apps can also be used to connect with people across different countries, because that's one common app, as well as they work through these apps too, and local businesses connect through those apps with their users. Yes. My yeah. F- true. And my friend was able to find plasma donors for her dad during COVID through Instagram and through influencers. So that's oh, why wow. I said, yeah, which is why I said that there's always a pro and con to saying that. What's the point of yes, social media? I mean, there are of course always uh, good sides here. Yeah. But then, at what cost is the question? Yes, Karthik. So you were speaking about um, Cambridge Analytica, but yeah. uh, I b- believe you said something about um, another scandal in 2016 during the U.S. elections. Yeah. So basically, uh, what I'm trying to say is, uh, people on the internet, say on Facebook, there can be troll accounts where who can come in, act as normal uh, people, gather followers, then start posting extreme stuff. Like extreme right or left or whatever to let's say manipulate the followers. So I guess your question right now is, even when people vote at this moment, it is their free will. But is this doing is allowing this ethical? Is allowing manipulation of you know manipulation of the masses ethical? And because it's so easy here, they can do it very inexpensively. Yeah, but where do you draw the line? I mean. I use this podcast to, you know, spread sex education or something, and someone might think that it is unethical for me to do that. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, where do you draw the line? That is the big question now, right? That's what the governments are trying to figure out. Like, what? How do we stop this? Like, you do see, there is a huge potential for, you know, breaking down governments, even breaking down democracy if they wanted to, right? I mean, of course, I'm exaggerating. No, of course they do. They have, uh, like for example, if we talk about this itself, the Cambridge Analytica gathered enough data that they could tell that what celebrity you liked or what kind of person you like or or who you'll vote for in the election. Sorry. So just to be clear, when you said that Cambridge Analytica misused the data they had collected, what do you mean by that? First of all, it was not them who collected it. It was Facebook who collected it, and they gave it out, not anonymously, basically. So, which is like breach of people's, you know, data privacy. Right? Like they are telling it is you who like these things. It's like leaking out your personal information. It's like. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I was just confused. I thought the data analysis comp- company Cambridge Analytica they misused data i was wondering how they misused it so basically we are the products and advertising companies are trying to sell it to us right yeah i heard an interesting analogy that said that we are the product because if i'm not buying anything right now on facebook that means i'm the product i'm just spending my time but my time is money to them 
Yeah, exactly. I really like this analogy. Yeah, and in in a way, what happened was a lot of allegations came in that Trump, with the help of Russians, was trying to convert a lot of the demographics that were in the red states to vote for him in the U.S. So what they would do is they would publish malicious articles about the opposition. They would try to bring out uh, a lot of things that they would hate. They are lost. They are likes. They are dislikes. If they liked a racist video, they would show more of those. They tried to increase the hate, and they tried to. There was a point where someone even said that when they voted for demographic candidate, it, in the end, it just shifted to the Republican candidate. They 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 messed with the voting systems as well. and all of this happens when they have data that say that okay in this state majority will be democratic democratic party voters so they need to mess up with those systems and change them get it and that can come from twitter also the tweets you put in the, the people you follow the tweets you like everything everything you do right now so recently what happened was okay we went out for dinner my location was on the wifi got connected and the first thing that popped out on my instagram was food from the restaurant where i was sitting <laughs> they used my location to send the ad back to me wow now that's called selling and that's where they're getting their money and this is what they've been doing for a while but even after they brought facebook in front of a court mark zuckerberg would was, was put under constant rigorous uh, you know questioning there's nothing that has changed is there uh, so okay let me pull this up so there was something nice that happened at least in one of the european courts like european court of justice so in july said that there aren't enough sufficient safeguards against snooping by us intelligence agencies on uh, people's data in the europe so they were going to enforce something on facebook saying you cannot share the user data of europeans with uh, us because of this facebook was saying they might have to completely withdraw from the from europe so what i'm saying is there is some progress happening but it is slow because we don't really know what to do right this is this is a new new demon outside yes that's true and you know even if some people say that okay it doesn't affect me much okay i see two more ads i'll reduce my consumption but what scares me more is cyber crime like recently a friend of mine her by mistake i don't know oh she forgot to remove her card details from her amazon app now i expect amazon to be a very very safe app or a company i can trust with my information the money i'm spending through the app is a lot so i'm expecting this proper service and proper privacy of my details she forgot to remove her card and we are in dubai her card got charged with 400 dollars worth of merchandise in us wow she had to fight for two whole days through emails because over here amazon does not have an office so she had to fight and she was able to get the money back but even then they were like we will not give you the 6 dollars which is the exchange rate and she had to fight for that she's like it's your fault you did this you're like apologizing you're giving me my money but you're not even giving me extra credit because you're making me go through this i mean i'm care that my data will be used in a bad way or my bank will get empty <laughs> will be like flushed empty the next day because there's so much information out there they know what bank i'm using yeah they know true. how many times i'm using it yeah i can't believe amazon had i i guess yeah this happens to even i i knows uber had this issue that they had leaked out a lot of uh, information but but i don't know cyber crime is a different entity altogether it's like i guess unanimously you can agree that cyber crime is uh, bad but like for data privacy it becomes like we will be in a gray area to say what what we should do like how we should proceed i mean what would you say like how would you protect yourself from data privacy invasion or <laughs> What would you do? I mean, you said you deleted the apps, but 
my work is through the apps so i can't delete my instagram i can't delete my twitter yes you can't really do that so so let's see what the ideal most ideal situation would be like so at the moment you would expect if you expect uh, facebook to be ethical say they collect your data but they never look at it that is one ideal way of doing it right like let them use it for their like uh, say for google let them use it for their location services where they say uh, use traffic data and tell where which one which routes to avoid or even uber so that they know which area are hot spots for getting new cabs maybe they can so for all these services you don't really need personalized information right you just need to know how many people are in this area you don't need to know who is in this area yes so this is again like basically collecting census data it's like you are you are just trying to figure out how many people are in your country and how they are spread out so that you can have facilities better so what i'm saying is it's ideally these companies shouldn't be collecting personal information they sh- they can like collect data but make sure the user is anonymous so this but would be an ideal my control that's that's it's not exactly. in my control at all exactly so this is ideal situation right yeah maybe we could work towards this so the thing is i over here in the vpn in uae uae vpns are banned and that's one way i can use a lot of apps that are restricted in uae you need to use vpn to use whatsapp calling oh wow yeah i cannot i, can, I can't use whatsapp video calling over here so how trustworthy is a vpn to hide your ip address and protect you from being violated that depends on how how much you trust the vpn right do they really work oh yes of course vpns do really work you can your ip will be hidden but the company uh, the company whose vpn you are using they will know you are connecting here they will know your ip if you think they are not trustworthy then the whole point is lost the, so there are other okay i don't know actually so there is this uh, i don't know if you know about tor you can use the tor network to browse anonymously so in that if you regardless of uh, if you use a vpn or not it will make sure it will tunnel your ip through men, multiple other nodes so basically you won't be visible to anyone but i don't know if that i don't think that is available for apps that's true i feel like we should also talk about um, how tiktok and the being how does india spy against china have anything to do with chinese apps and how they take our data <laughs> i was really confused if that's actually a right step by india or not just from look i don't know much about it but just by looking at it i feel it's just them trying to take steps to appease the people and just help instagram have another source of income by putting out reels so what was the reason for banning tiktok i'm not really sure um tiktok was using people's data locations the same thing that we were talking about and selling it uh, banning tiktok where in india or elsewhere India uh TikTok was supposed to be banned in US but right now it's searching for another entity to right, play out but uh, at least in India it was specifically because of the Indo-China relation yes because of the India-China war but is that really the right step i don't know on one hand like we are in a position where it's impossible to get everything from your country but you also need to make sure that a lot of your country's resources don't go specifically to one country so it's a very dicey situation and to be honest i don't have much sympathy for tiktok because I mean, come on have you seen the videos that come from tiktok <laughs> i have yeah i mean it's another way of uh, having a market that you can sell things you can buy to be honest i have personally never used the app so i don't know what the advertising situation is okay so i'll give you an example tiktok is one reason where a lot of songs have become really famous for no reason 
even though they might not be catchy if you listen to them on radio but because of the 15 20 seconds of tiktok dances they are listening or buying buying of the song has skyrocketed so it became a thing you know my new song has come out and they would pay tiktok influencers to choreograph a small dance for them and then that would go viral right i see yeah I mean specifically for India I know that it was mostly due to um, Indo-China relations because not only TikTok I think around 79 apps were deleted or blocked by the government yes I don't know about the US I mean US China relations are also not really great so one can't say exactly why I mean US had also done the same thing with Huawei right So Huawei is a a phone manufacturer and also mm-hmm. some uh, telecom towers. So they blocked uh, they banned it because they are like uh, this is a Chinese company they have like we have they allegedly found some backdoor into all of these towers. So they were scared that this company which is a Chinese company can hack into the network of uh, US citizens. So that is the reason they quoted for banning Huawei and like because they banned it and they put some uh, so they put sanctions on this company but okay. which made which made sure no other US company could do business with them so this is all like allegedly this is alleged information this was happening when US and China had some like trade wars <clears throat> because of this like Huawei's whole market share went down so i think all of us have seen memes that uh, oh i'm on my laptop i'll say hi to the fbi agent watching it on the other side watching me watch the same movie 10 times <laughs> yeah it's a funny one right? and the fbi wants to know your location once yep yeah so the nsa the whole situation where i think this was also a big scandal where some I know I don't want to say the exact name. This guy, the NSA guy, came forward and said that they've been spying through your camera the whole time. Yeah. That came yeah, across too. Yeah, this was some time ago, right? This is this is Edward yeah. Snowden. Yeah. 2016, 2017. No, no, even, even. It's going on right now, even now. So, are your phone camera and microphone spying on you? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Even the FBI director is putting a tape over his webcam camera for his laptop. So I'm pretty sure you guys should do it too. Yeah, I have it as well. Yes. Like an actual tape. Yes. Yeah, actual tape. Even Mark Zuckerberg has it. What? Yeah, the name was Ed- Edward Snowden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. whistleblower. He revealed an NSA program called Optic Nerves. So anytime you give access to your phone camera and audio, they can always access your front and back cameras, record you at any time as a foreground app, take pictures and videos without telling you. So now that's what's interesting is this is all what's going on. And this last update, last reveal of iPhone, Apple, last this this September 18 was it? Update. when the new ipad was released yeah they released uh, a light a light coming on your phone if you if any app in the foreground is using your camera or your speaker so this was apple's way of saying that okay we think about your privacy which is interesting but we don't know if it actually works or not yeah uh, it actually is true and they can even live stream the camera on the in, in the internet without letting you know it can detect if the users on your phone alone or together with another person they can upload random frames of the video to your web service and run a proper facial recognition software and create a 3d model on your face what <laughs> yeah sounds like a sci-fi yeah. movie right it does it sounds dystopian like everything around me is being tracked right now all the pages i'm looking at are being tracked right now i go on my shopping app and the next minute i open another thing on my laptop that ad that i was looking at the dress i was looking at will pop yeah. up yeah yeah it's so freaky man. yeah 
at one point i like there was this incident so my laptop i used to leave it on my table and whenever i walked in it would light up so yeah like i i have also put a like tape on the camera so basically i guess they are listening to me somehow wow it's crazy but yeah so even though like lot of information like this was leaked by edward snowden this was long time ago why did people not get freaked out about this i don't think people are even freaked out about it right now i feel like they can't be anymore they, there's so much work that's happening through media as well as through apps that they don't have the time to be like oh what i have to go off grid because they can't survive that way without do you think people should be scared about this or do you think people should be talking about this more all the time yeah how would you educate the masses or what would you even do that's the problem man There's so much going on around us that this is one of the least problems that we have. Yeah, yeah I agree. And that's why it's so overwhelming sometimes that I feel like I should just disappear for a few days for my own mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I think I keep going up and down with it. Like I um, sometimes I'm online and then I feel it's too much and then I just go off for a few days. Um, but more importantly i read about is a technique which i think has really helped me at least keep my phone away during work so i can focus on what i'm doing properly um and it's a, essentially you give yourself 25 minute windows uh, those 25 minutes you don't touch your phone or anything you focus on your work then you can take a 5 minute break in which you'll probably spend some time getting up and stretching and all and then go back into the 25 minute window so i think that is a little effective at least in you know it helps me retain my um, uh, what is it called concentration mm. that's definitely helpful sure yeah the biggest concern i have is being manipulated by these sites like youtube or facebook so which is why i like wanted to get out of all these so i don't know the steps i thought i should first take is uh try even being without my phone for a week so yeah yeah exactly so i'm not saying i will be off technology completely because i will have to teach and do other things so i will still use my computer or ipad or other things but i i want to try uh moving away from my phone I mean and so now you have to ask the question to yourself can you even do it I've done it for 5 days I was sent off WhatsApp and Instagram for 5 days So not just WhatsApp and Instagram can you leave your phone for 5 days As long as I have people around me I think I'll be okay I can't my parents would freak out but I have definitely done this I've gone off WhatsApp Facebook I recently joined Instagram maybe 6 months ago so before that time uh, I was only on Hangouts and I have very select contacts on Hangouts so it's like zero media really but YouTube man <laughs> that is stuff <laughs> there are also like phases of Netflix and Amazon Prime I agree I feel like manipulation due to these softwares uh, are actually quite scary what shows to watch everyone's talking about this right now or oh, I want to be part of the conversation so even I have to watch this yeah or I don't know what the meme is about or I have to watch the show to understand the meme you know gives you a lot of it's it's exhausting sometimes You have to ask, like, why are you posting in the first place? Do you want to show it to only your select friends to get their answer? Then maybe just send it to them. Are you posting for your feed? Will that help you in any way? Regarding Netflix and Amazon, I'm basically a very stingy person, and that helps me very much in this regard because I wouldn't pay for Netflix, so I don't have Netflix, so I'm saved of all that stuff. 
and that's one way and to also it, these days i mean i don't know we work so much on our laptops the entire day i really don't have the uh, strength at the end of the day to look at the screen for more time you know my eyes and body are already exhausted so i prefer to rather take a walk or maybe do some exercise actually that's not true i just cook and eat food but <laughs> it's still a break from a screen yeah for me another thing i did not like about social media was all the apps and the filters for your face the apps that change your way you look and make your nose thinner or your lips bigger oh that that was a whole trend that oh, i such things hated. exist no i mean i know f- uh, you know filters exist but i didn't know that they can be realistic filters Oh yes, they can be realistic. Yeah, I feel like everyone's mental health suffers, even especially the kids coming, growing up with the media completely around them, yeah. surrounded by it. But TikTok, my students, my tuition kids were on TikTok and posting, and I was like, "You guys, fourteen, thirteen, and you're an, on an app where there are pedophiles everywhere, and there's no privacy." No, even if you. Uh... leave that it's also these people are manipulating the beauty standards right you are excited to look this way absolutely if you supposed to wear that kind of clothes to look better or you supposed yeah. to be around these people so that you get more views yeah yeah how is a 14 year old kid supposed to handle this they will be like oh i am doing something wrong let me change myself of course not their their mental their confidence level just goes and insecurities just increase Definitely, yeah. I was actually very surprised. Uh, I met my cousin brother last year, and he's less than ten years old. He must be nine or ten. And um, I, like, uh, apparently his parents have you know put timings for him when he can play with the computer and all. And so he was very excited that I had my phone and I'm free to do what I want with it. And his first request was, "Can you play Taki Taki on YouTube?" And I did not know what Taki Taki was, by the way. Okay, I don't know what that is. It's a yeah, song. It's. I mean, it's a song which is a little. I don't know what to say. Taki. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Cardi B? Yeah, it has Cardi B. Need I say more? Maybe not. I think I've seen this. Okay, nothing against her. It's just that I feel like they don't have enough restrictions on the type of content. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want a ten-year-old kid watching Cardi B. Sorry, I mean, it's not anything against her, but. she does not give content for 10 euros yeah sorry you were speaking about um, a youtuber i mean she just had a screenshot that showed that her daughter when she was watching youtube videos on parental control that means the content is monitored there were ads that were really not suitable for kids to see so if they're not going to control the ads then i feel like They really aren't controlling anything. This also like reflects in the like depression and like suicide rates in young adults. Yeah, yeah. Not adults even like even like and teenagers, even like twelve-year-old kids. The suicide rates have constantly. Uh, they're just going up. And you know that's why I was insisting that everyone should watch the Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma. So I'll explain in short what it is. So all the ex-employees of the big social media web engines like Google, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, everything you can think of, Twitter, all come together and talk about why they left the companies in the first place because they were morally feeling so conflicted by what was happening there. and there's not one person to blame for this because 
companies evolve the algorithms evolve on its own they have their own mindset but it came to a point where they had to leave because it was enough was enough because the data was being manipulated they were being manipulated and everything was out of control and you should really watch it yeah is isn't this the one you were telling me about karthik yes this is the same one yeah also i i have to mention i wouldn't call this a documentary because this has elements of uh, drama in it mm-hmm. there are like it's it's, it's a way of showing yeah it's a way of explaining the whole thing in a more introductory way yes i agree the, that part does add to the purpose of the video so i would rather call it a docu drama okay so uh, would you agree or disagree to this that these companies are uh, do, do collecting this data and trying to even manipulate you to make more and more money right so basically everything here is driven by their capitalist mentality yeah of course okay I thought that would be hard. Mm-hmm. So, of course. So then really? again, like, yeah, then again, like, we boil down to capitalism being a problem right now. I mean, capitalism will always be a problem, but then, like, uh, other stuff doesn't necessarily work either, right? That is true. That is true. I agree. But then we also need to keep uh, changing from one to the other because I don't know. As human beings, we can never stick to one. Like one, when one gets too extreme, I think we should recognize it's going bad and we should stop it. Move to something else. True. True. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I think people forget that there can be a middle ground, which need not be completely. socialistic or capitalistic or com is it communistic i don't know but yeah uh i think happiness lies in finding the middle ground but at the end of the day there's nothing like a perfect model you're always going to end up unhappy with something or the other so yes Yes you are right but I am saying what I am saying is if you are getting unhappy recognize what is causing you the sadness and try to get it out of your life Yeah but it's more like a do you remember in college we had those boundary value problems Okay <laughs> Essentially you have uh, different equations but they are not actually equations So instead of equations you take inequalities for example instead of saying x plus y is equal to 10 you say that what is preferable is x plus y is less than equal to 10 so you have a bunch of such inequalities and then you you know graph it out and you try to find the thing which will have um the best solution obviously there is no one perfect solution you can have a solution that is like maximizing everything for all parties involved and so i think we need something similar in this case you know so what i'm trying to say is that you know you're saying to identify these things and to uh, get rid of them it might not entirely be possible you might have to find you might have an inequality and you might have to you know get something in between yeah sure uh, you are right i don't think we can completely get rid of capitalism but you should also recognize that it is causing a lot of troubles around the world for example lot of uh, because of these huge industries there is lot of oil spill there are a lot of greenhouse gases being emitted lot of of course uh, nature like natural resources being used up so yeah definitely this is actually right now a problem and we should somehow recognize it and even try to work towards reducing the influence of capitalism definitely yeah yeah there's no denying that 
you know how there's this entire movement to um help with the conserving the environment and all but actually 71% of emissions come from 100 Uh, companies only 100 companies across the world oh really yeah yeah wow. so, so it's the question right why are we trying to control the small small habits of our lives and we can just ask the capitalists to control theirs i mean yeah but also that like it's we are the consumers as long as consumers demand that is going to be there you know so it it's a two way argument essentially but the point is that yeah like how much ever you do on an individual basis to the time no change is made over here i don't know how much of a change will really make a difference uh i don't think we can just take a hands off approach to this like as an individual at an individual level i think we can do a lot for example i guess even recycling helps a lot for me personally i have been trying to reduce uh, dairy products and chocolate because apparently those are the like they uh, the process of producing them emits a lot of carbon dioxide or greenhouse gases like it, it i i it, uh, me alone cannot do anything but if people collectively start thinking about this it would definitely help yeah but i mean if you're speaking about chocolate no offense but not existing would definitely help the planet <laughs> <laughs> sure okay no i agree i'm allergic to chocolate so. wow the earth thank you you do i'm going to stop it too but i sometimes cheat Yeah, it, it's not like I'm not like I'm perfect, but I've just tried to reduce it. It's that's all. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it, I mean, the efforts are really appreciated, especially because I find it so hard to do it myself. I yeah, I just feel we shouldn't take a like completely hands-off approach. Like there are small steps where we can do things. Even like even for data privacy, you could like. uh try avoiding okay maybe not not using these apps maybe use it or use it less or use it for example if you want to use youtube you can use it uh, in incognito mode right like give less data to these people chatting apps again there are like other options for example signal so even for zoom there are some uh, open source options which i haven't tried out yet Uh, what i'm saying is there are always options to go, go for if you if you look hard enough if you want to go offline off grid social media how would you do it so one of my friends has been attempting to do this so what he is trying to do is he is trying to completely avoid anyone tracking him in any way mm-hmm. so the first steps he has he took was of course delete all social media delete youtube delete everything he uses uh, i think some version of linux i'm not sure uh he uses tor browser to browse the internet he doesn't uh, watch youtube from youtube.com he goes to some other proxy website or something uh, watches the video through that so that youtube doesn't track him he also has this uh, email which is very privacy centered where you don't have to give your phone number or uh, anything to sign up So it's also a paid service, and he also didn't want to give his credit card information to the service. So he mailed them the money, he mailed them cash, and then he got an account. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. is what he does. He sends me encrypted emails to my account. So whenever we talk, we try to like encrypt the emails so that like Google doesn't read my mail. It's like Morse code. Not Morse code. It's not, it's actually not that difficult. It's so we have at the moment we have end to end encryption right so there right. is a, so there is this open source uh, uh email uh, client called thunderbird so in there they have like a plugin where you can where you can like encrypt and send emails basically so 
I don't know if you know about public key and uh, private key cryptography. So, no. okay, whatever. So there is a way to like, there is a way to send a message to one person where only that person can read it. Like if the that person has their key, like whoever has the key can only read this email. No one else can. That's and, so cool. Yeah. So what we do is we these are uh, these keys are stored on the computer like locally. It's not online. So. that way we are trying to avoid you know google reading it doesn't exist yeah yeah he he has gone to an extreme and i i would never be able to do that but yeah he is also trying to get rid of his phone uh because like because since it connects to a tower it can still track him tell him in which area he is he's trying yeah. to avoid that but like you you get otps on your phone right so that was the one of the hurdles he had like one of the final hurdles i guess mm-hmm. yeah it's it is possible to live in this age uh, day and age without being connected i mean you you will still be connected to the internet but you will not be giving out data to these companies but then it comes at a price where you cannot uh you cannot be on social media you, you will not know the trending uh, things happening you can't really connect with your friends that easily i mean it's I mean, even news comes through social media right now comedians are better news reporters than <laughs> news reporters themselves yes i have to agree i do get like i have gotten some news from comics as well and it's the same thing with um uh, with the environment movement right which we were discussing before uh for example a few days ago i was having this conversation with friends who are really into this and um they were saying that people don't want to accept like they would do things that are convenient to them somewhat convenient to them but they don't want to accept that the world will change the way the world works has to change for example um if you really want to conserve energy you shouldn't be taking flights a lot of flights you know and i mean coming from india we are very conservative we really don't take flights unless we really need to but uh this is more of a first world problem where you know people just fly because they can uh so like we need to realize that if you want to do something about data privacy and all then things are not going to be the same you can't expect to get information the same way or for you know uh social media being as comfortable as it currently is that is the flip side I guess something has to scare people enough for them to stop it. For example, when COVID happened, people went in and they had to stay in, right? Because this was killing and spreading quickly. I guess something If, this drastic has to happen. Please don't get me started on this right now. <laughs> this is for two hundred a week ago. On this whole week, it's thousand. Oh, I'm annoyed. Oh, please don't get bring this. it up. get this last month or just a few weeks ago there were actually anti covid protesters in london they were saying that the government is trying to restrict us by making yep. us wear masks just the way that. just the way they restricted us by you know making us wear seat belts while driving and made, and made it like a a law you know that um It, you will be fine if you are not wearing a seatbelt. So, I was telling my friends like post covid also if you have a cold please wear a mask. I don't think there's going to be anything like post covid for the foreseeable future. Please don't say that. Sorry every <laughs> every episode that we do ends with me saying Yeah, I'm going to sleep really well with these thoughts tonight. <laughs> okay. It will end. It's just that if people act stupid, it take longer. Maybe I could give a bright side for so for example at UIUC here, uh 
So in my university, what they are doing is they have developed a saliva test, and they are testing uh, about like ten thousand or twelve thousand people a day. So the university has opened back, like in-person classes are going on, not to the same extent, but uh, to reduced capacity. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when the when students started moving back in at the beginning of the semester, there was a huge spike. So there was about like 800 or 900 cases immediately in the first month. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the university had like predicted 500 cases for the whole semester. Wow. Yeah. So when this happened, uh, people started freaking out. All the unions started like. uh pressuring the university then what they did was they sent out so they started uh, suspending students taking like extreme action if people were found uh breaking uh, guidelines so there are frat frat houses here which used to have like full covid parties no like no masks no nothing uh all nighters so because of this a lot uh, the, there was like small outbreaks here and there once these once the university started suspending people uh, i guess the undergrads uh, started fearing more like what the university did was they banned them from coming on campus taking courses submitting basically they said they cannot attend this university anymore so once yeah. they did that for few students there was people i guess started went back in and now there are like 16 cases a day where previously there were 200 300 and it's like going down so at the moment i feel i can very freely go out go to grocery stores even go meet some of my friends uh without being at huge risk but of course i am getting tested every week as well they are getting tested so i guess this is one way the world could even think of coming back without a vaccine i guess hmm interesting or the other ways for most of us to get it which is what is called uh, herd immunization yeah 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 that's, that's what india is trying to get to i guess i mean i guess in the situations that people live in in india they don't really have a choice right do i agree no they don't and they even open the local trains in Mumbai with restricted amounts, but um, I understand the mentality of you know hustling and getting the work done because they've lost their jobs. But um, either die or starve or take a chance and live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really tough situation, and I hope we come out of it on this. Lovely note. <laughs> Take care, guys. Please, everyone, wear your masks. Be sensible. Be a little sensitive too. If you are, you know, care for others. You're not living alone. So, yeah. And also, thank you so much, Karthik and Polomi, for this lovely discussion. I've learned a lot. I don't know if you guys learned anything. Oh, for sure. No, yeah, I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, and we should uh, like do research and speak more about things like this. Yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah. So, thank you and I'll see you some other time. Bye. Bye bye.